This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Welcome back. A fast-flowing show today as we continue on with Kelly and Ramia. We've switched things up for you so much this week. So if you're able to keep oh a handle on goodness. things, I know, then wow. we're, we're proud of you because we're, we're barely remembering the things that we've switched up on each other from hosts to content and everything else. But it's been a fun week well, nonetheless. I, this is my first day, so. Yeah, oh, no, no, no. You said it's, it's not, my second not, day. Sorry. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, I'll throw things over to you because uh, things keep swapping. Okay, and folks, this is one of the swap situations. Community reporters, we generally talk to Monday through Wednesday on the program. We have a kind of random shot here. Boom, let's get into it with a visit with one of our community reporters on a Thursday. Mark Workman joins us with news from Edmonton, Alberta. Mark, welcome back to the program. How are you? I'm doing well. Lovely to hear your voice, Kelly. It's been a while since uh, we were on the program together. So uh, thanks for making the time. I had a bit of uh, conflict with the schedule, so I appreciate you allowing me to join you on Thursday. Well, I have to say, very nice to have you too. And I was thinking that, that, geez, when the heck was the last time we talked on here? But I know the traveling is the thing. So let's do a quick check-in. What's been going on? Where you been? Um, Since we last caught up, which would have been in early October, I had the pleasure of visiting a couple of cities in Spain, so Malaga and Madrid, oh, wow. but also had wow. a side trip to Rabat, Morocco, which was uh, which was an interesting one for sure. Now, was that a more, was that personal or business as well? I almost never travel for personal reasons. <laughs> uh, so that was business. Who would want to? Who would yeah. want to? The personal is, uh, you know what I did personally for my vacation? Well, stayed home. Oh, Balcony Heights, huh? <laughs> I took a break, um, yeah. Um, so Morocco particular. was, it was um, the African Union of the Blind General Assembly. So it brought together right. delegates from all over Africa to uh, Morocco to do their general assembly, which involves typical things at an annual general meeting, only this happens every four years, elections, uh, adopting reports, you know, that sort of thing. But for me, it was a great opportunity to meet some of the leaders in the blindness organizations across Africa. Mm. And when you sit down, when you when you talk, especially, and I know this is it's got to vary from place to place, of course. Um, are there similarities in conversations you hear around the world, or it, it, you know how unique are some of the things to the region, the regions that come to meet there um, that, mm. that you were hearing? What is their hot button kind of? This is something we need to do something about. This is something great that's going on here that other places could take from. Yeah, it's a great question. I would say I do think the issues are similar, although they may be more extreme in some situations. So here in Canada, transportation, mobility is a challenge for sure. Um, But, you know, we do have relatively good traffic rules. We have well-maintained sidewalks for the most part. I'm not saying this is universal, but in general terms, Mm -hmm. you can count on people following the rules of the road. Um, You can count on sidewalks that aren't in terrible shape with, you know, holes and other things in them. That's not the case in some other parts of the world where even just 
you know, getting from one place to another on your own is a is a big challenge. So similar in the sense that transportation and mobility are challenges, no matter who I talk to, but the degrees of challenge, the amount of barriers people face uh, mm. are different, definitely from one country to well, another. And I know we have parts of Canada where I could say, hey, there's no sidewalks in these certain communities, mm. but at least generally people stick to the rules of the roads, where in a lot of other yeah. places, what we consider rules of the road, they just what are you talking about? Just go as fast as you can quicker than someone else. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, and then that yeah. affects you know your uh, confidence and ability to to navigate or even to press right about different things. Like if if you're used to certain accommodations, you go to other cities and and not have that parallel experience. You have a lot of experience with this, Mark, because you travel so much. Uh, it, there are probably you know so many circumstances where you're like, I, it's hard to navigate this. Like you need cited assistance or just uh, generally someone to rely on the support that you may not need in your own familiar yeah and that is that is very true i do travel a lot on my own but that usually means getting from my place to wherever i'm going on yeah. my own once i get there <clears throat> you're right because all of the rules may be different um it it it's not impossible, but it certainly is trickier mm. to go out from the hotel and explore in a way that I'd feel much more comfortable doing that in most yes. cities yeah. in Canada. Yeah. doesn't just mean where I live, but in Canada, I, I know the language, I know the rules, and um, and I feel more confident going out on my own. So in those in these other cities, you either end up you know taking Ubers. That's one way to to address it. Having sighted assistance, um, eating eating meals in the hotel, that mm, sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But yeah, and, it can be time. it can be a challenge. Time is of the essence, too. So quickly, before we move on to your next item, very important one, Morocco, Madrid, one thing from either one place or something that you would say people go check out when you're there. Anything to suggest today from either one this of those This one is places? a tricky one because I, I don't know how easily it would be to check it out, but one, it was one of the most um, interesting experiences that I had was in Morocco. We were invited to a dinner at the palace, at one of the palaces. They have many across the country. And so there was a, a princess was there. So you had royalty there. Um, there are sort of protocols, you know, standing and applauding when the royal, when the royalty enters the room and exits the room. A lot of food, really ornate, um, sort of uh, decadent kind of silverware and, mm. and embroidered napkins and stuff like that. Just a really interesting experience that... Uh, that I was not expecting to have uh, when I went there. And I feel very fortunate to get to have those kinds of experiences. Exactly. My goodness. I wonder how many suits you have. Because you got to like dress the part everywhere. I do everywhere. have a closet full of them. They were actually quite strict. They said you have to wear dark clothing. And some some people had to go shopping in order to be able to attend uh, the event. Because, yeah, they did want uh, either navy blue or black for your suit. I fortunately had a navy blue uh, and a dark shirt. But yeah, you're oh. right. You do got to be prepared for these things. Speaking of rules, am I right? Okay. We're sticking <laughs> to uh, the travel topic for the rest of the segment. The issue of air travel for people with disabilities has received some attention lately. I feel like that's a bit of an understatement. But for those who may have missed this, can you fill us in on what's been going on? Yeah, I did think that probably some folks watching this will have heard this, mm. um, but may have not really delved in beyond the headlines. And so I can provide a little bit more information and context around what has happened recently. And I think it's uh, useful information. So Air Canada recently announced that they would be making some changes. Um, specifically, they highlighted changes around boarding procedures 
and um, maintaining equipment or taking better care of equipment such as wheelchairs and also updating their training. So there was a few areas that they said they were going to um, do changes quickly. And I say quickly because these a lot of these ideas were set out in their broader three-year accessibility plan, but they decided in response to a couple of things that I'll talk about, they decided to speed up the changes. So why did they make this announcement recently? Basically, they were summoned to Ottawa. They were called to come and speak to ministers in Ottawa, both the transportation minister and the Minister for Diversity, Inclusion, and People with Disabilities. So airline officials like, like the President and Vice Presidents of Air Canada met with the ministers. And following that meeting, they came uh, out and made some announcements about some improvements. Uh, I think, though, the interesting thing is, why were they summoned to Ottawa? And the reason was there have been several quite high-profile incidents that have mm. taken place in the last year, we could call it, so one person was not provided with their wheelchair and ended up having to drag themselves off the plane, which is just horrifying, right? right. To, to imagine yeah. that type of thing. Another person How was degrading. dropped. Absolutely degrading. We had another individual who reported being dropped by staff, which is, of course, dangerous for that person and for staff as well. And then one other one I'll mention is Stephanie Cadu, who is the chief accessibility officer here in Canada mm -hmm. reported having her wheelchair uh, kind of left behind when she went from Toronto to Vancouver. And because of these types of stories, the federal ministers decided to bring uh, officials to Ottawa to ask them questions and basically tell them this is not good enough. We need to right. we need to fix this. And so the airline officials agreed and made some announcements uh, in response to that. So, so, so before we jump, I know Rum's mm -hmm. got the question for you, but I just want to quantify something because I've been thinking this, Mark, and I'm not sure I'm accurate. Air Canada is also subsidized more than any other airline, if I have that correct, by our federal government. Is that is that right? I think so. Um, I know for sure during the pandemic, there were subsidies that were provided, uh, recognizing that these are important industries and uh, and that they were really hurt by the the, the lockdowns and that sort of thing. Mm. But in general, you're right that uh, airlines are considered important industries, and as such, they do tend to receive support from the federal government. Yeah, that's what I thought the reason partially also had to do with them being summoned, but to particularly because I think that was the most capital investment the government has has committed to over you know several, well, many decades. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And then just to that point, the, the federal officials have a lot of influence. And when exactly. they say there needs changes need to happen, then the airlines do have to listen. And that's what I was going to ask, because we know that this feels very uh, like official attention um, from our ministers, from our government. Do you think that this kind of thing is going to result in actual improvement for people with disabilities traveling on Air Canada, at least? I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, I do think we're seeing some new developments and this isn't um this is not new as in the last year but we now have cameras with us at all times and so a lot of these mm -hmm. incidents of uh, people being discriminated against are are being captured and they're being um, aired and they're being used in media um i think we've got the chief accessibility officer is now engaged 
and both in a very personal and a professional way on this topic. And so there's some hope there that she can have some influence. The fact that ministers are involved and uh, kind of laying down the law is good. Um, and this does, you know, this is connected to the Accessible Canada Act, because the accessibility plan that I mentioned there, Air Canada has this three-year plan that they're going to speed up a few items in it. That's only because of the Accessible Canada Act. Yeah. So that legislation is is requiring businesses like Air Canada to put together uh, plans. And so that gives me some hope as well. I would One thing I would like to see is, is that generally speaking, regulation is effective when there are penalties associated mm -hmm. with not complying. So, you know, a lot of passengers without disabilities receive all kinds of compensation for things that I would argue are much less significant than losing or damaging a wheelchair. Right? Like that's the kind of thing where compensation should definitely be available. And if, you know, if there are penalties, you'll see less of that type of behavior. Yep, that's exactly where I was going to go as well. You know, what happens if they don't? They don't take care mm -hmm. of these items and they left auto and they're like, oh my gosh, of course we'll get it done and then actually don't. Um, really quickly, is there anything else you'd be looking for as a person who does travel a lot? I would say the things that we've been talking about are largely going to benefit people who use wheelchairs and, and mobility equipment. In the accessibility plan that I mentioned a couple of times, there are other um, plans related to accessibility of website, of mobile application, working to improve assistance, um, and, and maybe changing some of the physical design, right? Like having better color contrast for people with low vision or having braille in, um, in the aircraft. So there are lots of ideas in the plan itself that uh, I do think will have more of a direct benefit benefit for people who are blind or partially sighted. So we'll, um, we all will watch to see how those mm. changes come about as well. Excellent, Mark. Thanks a lot. Always wonderful to talk to you. It's been a while. We'll talk to you next month. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. And maybe Mark or I will be here. Uh, Mark Workman <laughs> is our committee reporter in Edmonton, Alberta. I guess I'll be here regardless. We're going to take oh, a yeah. break. You're out of vacations. <laughs> I know. Don't start. Uh, we're going to take a break and come back with a better note, hopefully, on the roundtable conversation. Mark Phoenix has yet again volunteered to be our guest. Kelly McDonald's got the topics for us. We'll be right back with that. He's out of vacation, too. It's fun, insightful, and inclusive. Kelly and Ramya return in a minute. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider. 